Haley. Catherine. Do you know how we got our podcast started so fast? How? We use the Anchor app. What's the Anchor app? Well, it's a really cool app. It's completely free and it'll distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Wow, it literally does all the work for you pretty much. Basically. For free? And yeah, and you can make money on your podcast. It's free. It's completely free. Anything you need to make your podcast will be all on Anchor. Wow. I'm more dependable than anyone in my life, so... I mean, (laughs) you said it. (laughs) Um, So if you guys are interested in starting a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. Thanks. Morning, Dad. Morning, users. We just completely like <laughs> blew it out their eardrums. Hey, what's up, you guys? Hey, what's up, you guys? No, we're not whispering. Aww. <laughs> Reel it back in. Hey, what's up, you guys? Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to a podcast with no chaos. <laughs> <laughs> this is not that podcast. <laughs> if you thought maybe, let's click on this. Chill out for a little bit. This is not the podcast. It's not. If you I would mean, like you to chill listen to just and laugh, a shit show, we're a dumpster fire. <laughs> I ca- I saw that thing in the store where it's like the cute little like dumpster fire light, and they have a stuffy of it too. I wanted it. That's cute. It's like, but you're not bucks. allowed to buy things during Christmas. I know because, <laughs> and it's annoying because I really want that dumpster fire. <laughs> anyway. I need new shoes. Anyway. Hey, this of- is Haley, and I'm Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Haley, the fucking... I really wish you could see me right now. <laughs> Here, let me paint you, like, an audio picture for your face. <laughs> Haley is sitting in front of me, beanie on with a little skull hand with peace sign on it. And then she has stunner shades. <laughs> <laughs> She's blocking out the haters <laughs> with some stunner shades. From 2008. <laughs> and then oh, she's just man. sitting there with her microphone, staring at me like a dupe. How you doing? How you doing? I just need my bling and like my shuffling. Lepra, my leopard, leopard pants. Yeah. My leopard pants. And every day I'm shuffling. Ding, 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 ding. Anyway. <laughs> I know you're here for, like, spooky shit, not for us to talk, like... They're here for spooky chaos. That's what they're here for. Well, that's what they're gonna get. If they're still here, they know what they're in for. (laughs) It's been 28 episodes. (laughs) You should know. You should know (laughs) when you click on one of these episodes what you're gonna get. Unless you're new, then welcome. Unless you're new, then hello. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to disappoint you. (laughs) You can join the long, long list of disappointed people in us. (laughs) Well, welcome to our podcast. This week, what's this week? It is True Crime versus Hollywood. Hey, we are going to be doing the Texarkana murders versus the movie The Town That Dreaded Sundown. (laughs) I didn't remember what it was called. I just put T T T D. (laughs) What did? What would you think that said? (laughs) 
<laughs> I just forgot the whole title. I almost abbreviated it too, and then I was like, no, my dumbass would forget what it was. Now, there are two The Town That Dreaded Sundown, and we watched the 2014 one. Big mistake. Big mistake. I really, it was a sequel, honestly, <laughs> to the first one. So, so the, the more that I read about it, it made sense on like what they were trying to do, I guess. But like, because it is considered, it's considered a meta sequel. Which means that it's like aware of itself. So yeah. basically, the movie that was done in the seventies, they played it in that movie, yeah. and it was just like a universe where that movie exists. Yeah. In know. hindsight, I guess we should have watched the first one. <laughs> oh yeah, it did a lot better than this one, <laughs> but we didn't. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm gonna bring you the Texarkana murders, and Haley's obviously gonna bring you the, the movie. movie. We'll just jump right in. If you have anything to talk about dive. before we dive in. Bring a snorkel. Okay, we're gonna and uh, don't bring high <laughs> hopes, at least for my part. <laughs> the Texarkana murders are a series of four violent attacks over 10 weeks from February to May of 1946. The location was in Texarkana, which is, is Twin Cities at the border of Midler County, Arkansas, and Bowie County, Texas. Ooh. Science. No. Science. Geography. Geography. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong subject. <laughs> Science. Something. So the first attack was February 22nd, 1946 at 11.45 p.m. Jimmy Hollis, 25, and his girlfriend Mary Jeanne Laurie were parked on Lover's Lane. They were parked on Lover's Lane after a movie. Lover's Lane is a secluded road where couples would sometimes go for some alone time. Yes. I'm assuming that's why they call it Lover's Lane. Yeah, they could. Ten minutes later, a man wearing a white cloth mask that looked like a pillowcase with eye holes appeared at the side of the driver's door, so Jimmy's door, um, shining a flashlight into the car. Uh, Jimmy said, hey, you have the wrong person, and the man responded, I don't want to kill you, so do what I say. Jimmy and Mary were directed out of the driver's side door, and he ordered Jimmy, and he said, take off your goddamn britches britches yeah oh yeah we in the south baby we in the south we in the south in 1946 so britches is what they called it that's true i haven't heard that in a long time yeah jimmy did so and the man struck him in the head with the pistol twice mary said that the sound was so loud that she thought he had actually gotten shot but he like got pistol whipped instead that sound was his skull fracturing oh from the blow she proceeded to show the man that Jimmy had nothing to steal by showing his empty wallet. Which, come on. Okay, your girlfriend is, like, in front of a, a madman, and she's just be like, I'm with a loser. Like, look at his wallet. <laughs> Jeez. Like, come I, on. I paid for the movie. <laughs> look, look, he has no money. He has nothing. Or he spent it all at the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That popcorn's expensive, bud. <laughs> yeah, it cost a whole buck twenty back then. <laughs> oh my god, that—that's the life, man. Right. And then, while she was trying to show him that, she was also struck by a blunt object. The man told her to stand up and ordered her to run away. She got up and fled, and she found a car that was just up the road, but it was empty. And when she was trying to get in the car or to see if there's anyone in the car, she was confronted by the man again. And he said, why are you running away? Well, you told me to run. And he called her a liar 
and knocked her down and sexually assaulted her with the barrel of his gun. Oh. And I'm sorry, every true crime that mentions that kind of, like, assault, it just icks me. Like, that's the, like, I don't, that seems like the, one of the worst things that could happen. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not, but in my brain, getting assaulted with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, I got it. No. No. You know. <laughs> After she was assaulted, she was able to run to a nearby house. She woke up the residents and they called the police. At this time, Jimmy had also regained consciousness back at his car, and he flagged down a car, and they also contacted the police. Within 30 minutes, basically beaten and assaulted by some person, and it took 30 minutes for the sheriff and three officers to arrive, the attacker was obviously already gone. Mary spent the night in the hospital for minor head wounds, and Jimmy spent several days for multiple skull fractures. Both gave different descriptions Mary said that she could see under the mask when he was assaulting her and said that he was light-skinned African-American. And Jimmy said that he was a tanned white man, about 30 years old, but he couldn't see details because of the flashlight. Oh, boy. Yeah. Both said that he was about six foot. The police repeatedly challenged Mary's description, though, because they believed that both Jimmy and Mary knew the attacker but was covering up for him. And I'm just thinking, like, why would they cover up for someone who's fractured his skull and assaulted her and assaulted her right are they thinking that mary and jimmy planned this all to like Jeez. scare people like that makes no sense but they really they actually didn't believe jimmy or mary what the fuck on march 24th richard griffin 29 and his girlfriend polly ann moore 17 Ooh. wait 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 29 <laughs> and 17 and 17 yes Okay. Yes. <laughs> I also felt that way. <laughs> uh, they were found dead in Richard's car by another passing driver. The driver saw the parked car in Lover's Lane and they thought they were asleep. And Richard was in the front seat and Polly was sprawled out in the back seat. But there was evidence that they were killed on a blanket outside of the car and then shoved back into the car. Which I don't know why they would bother. To shove them back Putting in the back car. In. <laughs> I don't know. Get them out of the way, I guess. Uh, Richard was shot twice, both in the back of the head. Both were fully clothed. Like I said, there was blood outside the car, which means that they were suspected to be killed outside the car. Um, and a thirty-two cartridge shell was found along with a pistol wrapped in a blanket. I guess that would also be another evidence of why they thought it was outside. they were killed outside and... <laughs> Put back. Uh, many rumors suspect sexual assault occurred, but the police reports refute this claim. This was the first double murder of the Phantom Killer, or the Texarkana murder. On April 14th, at 1.30 a.m., Paul Martin, 17, picked up Betty Jo Booker, 15, from a musical performance. Paul's body was found at 6.30 on the side of the road, and he was shot four times through the nose ribs from behind through his right hand and through the back of his neck those were his four shots Damn. Uh, betty joe was later found that morning at around 11 30 a.m over two miles away from paul she was fully clothed and she was shot twice once in the chest and once in the face the weapon was the same as the previous murders from the last double murder paul's car was found three miles from betty joe's body 
uh, with the keys inside of it. The examination of the body shows that they put up one hell of a fight, is what they said. <laughs> Considering they're so like far that. apart, like, and the shots were all over. That's our second double murder. All right. <laughs> May 3rd, sometime before 9 p.m., Virgil Stark, 37, and his wife, Katie, 36, were in their farm home 10 miles right outside of Texarkana. He was reading the newspaper in his living room in his recliner and he was shot twice in the back of the head through the window. Katie ran in hearing the glass breaking. Virgil stood up and then slumped back down in his chair. She ran to the phone on the wall to call the police. It rang twice and then she was also shot in the face through the same window. She fell but regained consciousness and she tried to get Virgil's pistol from the other room but she was blinded by her own blood. She did hear the killer inside the house, so she ran out the front door. She ran across the street to her sister and brother-in-law's house, but no one was home. She ran to the next-door neighbor's house, and his name is A.V. Porter, and she gasped, Virgil's dead, and then collapsed on the ground in front of him. That neighbor shot his rifle twice in the air, summoning his other neighbor, Elmer, and they took Katie to the hospital. Imagine living in a neighborhood where you could just, like, shoot your shotgun twice in the air and, like, people know it's about to go down. <laughs> Warning signal. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. <laughs> How would it... I'm just saying, like, Elmer just knew. He's like, bang, bang. Oh, shit, that's the signal. That's the signal. <laughs> Something happened. <laughs> oh, shit, A.V. need help. <laughs> Elmer's I'm coming, A.V. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> Elmer, a real one. He's a ride or die. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie was questioned in the operating room by the sheriff. <laughs> Just, you know, while she's trying to get, Whatever. you know, her her bullet out of her face. <laughs> Did you do this? <laughs> Four days later, she was also questioned again. She discounted a rumor that Virgil had heard a car outside the home for several nights and was afraid of being killed. Because the town had started this rumor that Virgil had known that there was someone staking out the house and he was scared of being killed, but she said that didn't happen. So in the town, um, hysteria began to grow and it actually became a really dangerous area because of not the phantom killer, but because of the fact that people were scared and, you know, like gun sales went up and axe sales went up. So people were trying to, you know, protect themselves. Because apparently it doesn't matter if you're on Lover's Lane or in your own living room, you'll get murdered. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and this lasted throughout the whole summer and about three months afterwards. Now, who's the person who was doing all of that? So, the killer did not get a name until Betty Joe and Paul died. The newspaper headline stated, Phantom Killer Eludes Officers as Investigation of Slaying Pressed. That name stuck in the newspapers and continued to be called the Phantom Killer. There were over 400 suspects arrested during this investigation, numerous of false confessions, and no one's statements matched what happened to the people, you know, like what they didn't tell the public. So there was nothing that anyone who came and said that they did it matched up with. Interesting. I want to know who it is, though. I mean, whoever it is is dead. Well, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. Every time I've ever like heard like an unsolved mystery or something, I mm. always think to myself like, man, it'd be so cool to be able to time travel to then and then watch like it happen, so you know like who it was, and be like, 
oh, it was that person. Yeah. And, like, I don't necessarily have to be, like, oh, like, put them, like, be, like, oh, it was this guy. Yeah. But I, just so I know. Because, <laughs> like, I want to know. <laughs> tell us about that movie, uh, Haley. Okay, so, as you can tell, Haley's really reluctant about actually going in with this movie. She doesn't like it. It was a bad movie, I actually. I didn't like this movie. We didn't like this movie. I had way high hopes for this because Ryan Murphy yeah. it was a producer. Yeah. And he, for those of y'all who don't know, that is the person who made American Horror Story. Right. And that is one of my favorite fucking shows. Right. So I respect Ryan Murphy right. as a person. Yeah. But this movie, I mean, we all have stinkers. Sometimes. It was okay. It, like, when I thought about it, <laughs> <laughs> like, it was okay. But it was awful i'm just gonna assume that it's not ryan murphy's fault because he was a producer yeah he was only a producer he didn't write he just it gave him money. or direct it yeah it's just used which speaking of like i know this is at the end but i couldn't find a budget for this movie really at all crazy i was like they don't want to know how much they yeah, don't want us to know, they don't want us to know that it cost 20 million dollars to make <laughs> <laughs> i feel like this is gonna if you guys remember our dark crimes of Jim Carrey? Episode, yeah, episode. I feel like this one's going to give us the same vibes. <laughs> Those ads, man. Those ads. Uh, we had ads in this one, too, because we're cheap, and it was free with ads. <laughs> but it was in, like, the weirdest places, and it didn't, like, you didn't initiate, know. It didn't initiate, like, an ad thing. Like, it was... Like, you know, when they say countdown yeah. until ad, there was nothing. It was just the then- mid-scene would yeah. go, like, to straight to a fucking ad, and I'm yeah. like, is this part of the movie? No, it's an ad. Yeah. And then it would do the same thing. Like, after an ad, it would immediately just go right back into the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, I was like, Kaz, we're back, we're back. <laughs> the, other th- the other thing is, is that, though, we've been spoiled with streaming services, is that that's how TV was. I mean, yeah. They did it like, at it end like of scene. Fade. Like, it sometimes, would fade. Sometimes. Sometimes. <sighs> that's how TV used to be back in the day. <laughs> It still is. <laughs> but no one ever watches TV. <laughs> no, because we're spoiled with streaming services. Yes. You don't have to worry about ads. Yes. That's why they charge you this is like, this so is... much for <laughs> no ads. Right. Anyway, so this movie, what's the movie called? Oh, uh, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Yeah, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. 2014. Yes. Haley's excited about this part. I'm so excited. Let's just get to the making fun of it. Okay. So... <laughs> So it's called The Town That Dreaded Sundown. It got a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb. That's too much. 66% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's too much. 81% like the movie. That's too much. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking lying. These Wait are till all you hear paid. the ratings. These are all paid. Yeah. Um, it came out October 16, 2014. Mm-hmm. It's a meta sequel uh-huh. to the 1976 film of the same name. This might be a little interesting, though. The original, the 1976 film was based off of the murders. Uh-huh. And then it was directed by Charles B. Pierce, who was a real person, obviously. Yeah. And then, but in this movie, it's like, like I said, like the whole universe of it. Uh-huh. That movie exists. That director exists. He has a son in uh-huh. the movie who's played by Dennis O'Hare. Yeah. Another American Horror yeah. Story. It is a meta sequel, so it's like aware of itself. It was directed by... Alfonso Gomez and written by Roberto Sacasa. Okay. Uh, produced by Jason Blum and Ryan Murphy. <laughs> I think that was the huge tagline because on like the cover, yeah, it says uh, from the people who brought you America, uh, the people who 
brought you paranormal activity and another movie i couldn't read it but mm-hmm. i was like you know this was a selling point right the whole point was to remake it yeah like basically yeah just make it a remake but then they ended up doing a sequel <laughs> maybe a mistake but i right. don't know i don't know so i do have a box office number but okay. like i said they the budget i could not find anywhere Again, I don't know the budget, yeah. which makes me so mad because I want to know how much money they lost. Right. But how much do you think they made in the box office? 500000 Lower. Then 500000 mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, 200000 Lower. $100,000? $120,459 they made in the box office. Was it like a limited release somewhere I... or was it released worldwide? Or, I mean, like nationwide? So it did mention that it uh, had like some screenings at like film festivals yeah. and stuff. I I believe it got released in theaters, but it honestly, I think it went straight to DVD. Yeah. So that's that. I, I feel like that's really low. That's really low, like really low for 2014. Yeah, probably the most entertaining part of the story. What's your synopsis of this, Catherine? <gasps> Catherine synopsis. Ding. Okay, so we come in drive-in movie theater watching. The town that dreaded sundown from 1976. Mm -hmm. And there's this couple. And they like each other. (laughs) A lot. A lot. (laughs) The girl does not like the movie. So they leave. Mm -hmm. They go to a secluded section that used to be Lover's Lane. Now, why would you go to Lover's Lane on the, like, anniversary of the, the Lover's Lane murders? But they do. They've been life on the edge, baby. And then they, they get a little hot and heavy. And then death happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the girl survives, though. Yes. Then she's like tortured for basically the rest of the movie, just mentally. like mentally. Um, more people die, more couples die, and <laughs> porn. Porn. <laughs> yeah, Yikes. there's like there's like sh- sh- full on sex in this movie. Like for like just, for like a minute at least. I mean, it's not like that long. But it was probably like 20, 30 seconds. Yeah, that, but it felt a lot. It burned. Yeah. It's burned in my yeah. brain. It's it was like legit porn. Anyway, so some porn happens in it, and then um, <laughs> uh, meets a new boy, um, kisses new boy, uh, then leaves town with grandma, more deaths. <sighs> the end <laughs> oh wait uh more death more death the end <laughs> more, death, more death the end oh no, no wait, wait, wait wait more wait, death wait. shocker wait. more death plot twist <laughs> <laughs> sorry headphone users um and then more death betrayal more death the end <laughs> college college the college end. the end <laughs> i don't care about the college part the end. It was the best mark? part of the movie. The end? Question mark. That honestly was like the best part of the movie. Yeah. It was like the last. <laughs> After like, the death. Minutes. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, yes, Catherine. Sorry, that that's was, a shit show of a. <laughs> that that basically was what happened. It's basically about this girl who, whose boyfriend gets murdered. She gets let go by the murderer, yeah. and then she just goes on through the whole movie being tortured and haunted by this killer, and then. And people keep dying around yeah. here. So, yes, we start out of the drive-in. It's the annual showing of the 1976 original film. Right. And it's Corey and Jamie. Mm-hmm. 
Jamie hates the movie. I'm so. just not into that kind of movie, she oh, says. Yeah, I'm just not into, <laughs> just not. If, not, your girl not ever s- if your girl ever says she's not into a slasher flick, cut her off. <laughs> <laughs> Dump <Not> her ass. <laughs> Dump her ass. <laughs> Dump her ass. Laughs and gay. I love him. I love him so much. Okay, anyway. Um, yeah, so they leave. They decide to go to the old lover's lane. They get all hot and heavy, making out whatever. He slides his hand up that. And then you just see Sackhead in the like <laughs> Sackhead. <laughs> the Phantom the Killer. Phantom Killer in the in the bushes, like in the fucking forest, yeah. like a way yard fuck, away. Way, way the, the fuck, fuck away. away. <laughs> like, like so far away. Like he's so small that like <laughs> you could easily get out. Like this is not you just turn the car on and, and go. go. <laughs> exactly. So, like, they stop. They're just staring at this guy. And then they're like, we should go. <laughs> I don't know why they sat there for a few more minutes. And all of a sudden, bam, like, bust through the win- the window. And then next thing I know, they're they're out of the car. He wants him to take the guys. The killer's like, take off your pants. It is a lot like the the actual commercials. yeah when you said britches yeah. i was like cool well, there's there's that similarity like take and off the your virtual pants one i thought the sheriff was, i thought he was gonna assault him oh, when yeah. he was like take off your pants i was like what are you gonna do boy <laughs> get on your tummy i wasn't as worried about that i was I worried was. about the girl well yeah I, well, at the end yeah, yeah i i was like oh my god what if this is it like i oh i got so nervous i, I like, know i was like i don't want to watch it yeah <laughs> but no he basically just like he tells the girl to like look in the other direction and don't look back. Yeah. Like don't. And then he just like, which she can't fucking follow rules to save her life. No, literally. She looks <laughs> back in the. Oh my god! Like I, I told Catherine, I legit thought that this was like a prank. Yeah. Because I didn't think it was just that bad. Yeah. Like he was like, don't look, don't turn around. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> don't do it. And I'm like what are you doing like, Boy. <laughs> and then next thing you know he's like stabbing the fuck out of this out yeah. of the boyfriend and then she turns around and she's like, ah. like he's like you looked <laughs> you, you looked, looked. <laughs> and then she just runs and then honestly i blanked out like most of the movie <laughs> you were watching you were like on your phone yeah because it was so bad it was very bad it was very slow especially after the 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 like murder parts are like 30 seconds tops yeah they're not that long and so like those are like the exciting parts of the movie mm-hmm. and then like the middle parts are just like trash <laughs> like, like i mean there's barely any care character there's development. no character development like when i was reading and doing research and they like said these characters names mm-hmm. i didn't remember any of their names yeah. i just remember nick yeah i don't know why it's i just remember nick, nick. <laughs> oh maybe yeah <laughs> like so boyfriend's dead girlfriend gets away and then that's it yeah for the beginning part yeah and then she starts getting like phone calls from Corey's phone she gets emails like she's just being haunted by this killer and he basically told her like so the killer last thing he said to her was this is for mary yeah uh remember me or something make people remember her or something so like the whole movie is just this killer wanting to be like remembered yeah and stuff so you know fucking me 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 me. (laughs) anyway they have the funeral for the for the boyfriend everyone hates the fucking girlfriend yeah everyone's like you fucking bitch like like sorry she survived the funeral the mom like basically almost attacked her 
and says it was her fault because she was a slut yeah and i'm like Corey was the one a little bit handsy in that area like the driver (laughs) yeah he drove them to wherever they stopped Mm -hmm. And he got the handsy part. Mm -hmm. She didn't put her hands nowhere near the no-no squares. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. They're at the funeral. The mom of the boyfriend basically freaks out at Jamie. She's being, like, threatened all the time. So she ends up going to the library. She's trying to, like, get research in on the old murders. Mm -hmm. Or the original murders. She's going to solve this murder. She's going to take... She's going to put her detective hat on and follow the clues. (laughs) Anyway, she meets Nick. Aww. We love Nick. We meet Nick. He works at the library. He was an old classmate of Jamie. And he is madly has, in love with yeah, her. Yeah, he's madly in love with her. Unfortunate for him. <laughs> he helped, He's basically there to help Jamie like figure it out. Mm-hmm. And they blossom a romance. And then we have De- Deputy Foster. But throughout the movie, the Phantom Killer kills multiple people. And they're always couples. And they're always like doing something like about sexual or something. about to do something yeah. and then death like yeah. they just die so or they finished it or they, they did there was that one that couple one, that yeah. finished just that one yeah so <laughs> almost i don't even remember when this part happened but like almost immediately we just see this random character and this other random guy she's picking yeah. up her husband or boyfriend right, whatever right. marine guy yeah. from the airport then they go to this motel and then all of a sudden it's porn like yeah. straight porn I didn't know you could show that in a movie, but it happened. And then he leaves to go to the bathroom or something. And then she's just, she's looking at this ring because he's going to propose or he proposed or something. I don't know. And then all of a sudden his head is just banged up against just his head. His body's gone. So his decapitated head is just being smashed into the window until it breaks. Yeah. And then we're like, oh okay i didn't even know their names <laughs> yeah i didn't either i i didn't know i mean i know the, their names any, now yeah i didn't know but, any of the couple's names that died after that except for i guess the sheriff yeah like literally out. there's no like i feel like there's no names ever said like yeah. i literally only remember nick right and Corey. right because his name kept showing up on the phone <laughs> right That's literally i it. wouldn't remember Corey's name if it wasn't showing up on the phone just really bad character development which is the big and they're thing. bad actors too yeah, they weren't great. No, no, it wasn't. It was not good at all. No, he kills a couple at the motel, which was Kendra Collins Thompson and Daniel Torrens. I really think they never said the those names. I, I they, swear, they I don't didn't. think they they oh they they did on the news. Purposes. Oh, they they had to have on the news. I guess so. They have like a lighting for Corey mm-hmm. and what and whatever, which Nick and Jamie go to on like a little date. Mm-hmm and um that's a weird thing to go to on a date i know go to your dead your ex-boyfriends yeah (laughs) memorial vigil whatever (laughs) with some new guy that you met at a library how romantic (laughs) but yeah and then some guy some punk kid shows up dressed as the phantom killer and gets shot and killed Mm -hmm. and everyone thinks that the Mm -hmm. killer's dead so then we pan over to this party that like the city is having right and it like zooms in on these two musicians for some reason, random, and, and one's like playing looking at each other, yeah. like giving each other eyes. <laughs> and their names were Johnny and Roy, which I didn't know that. But I didn't know that either. <laughs> basically, at the little party, the mayor or whatever is announcing like, "Oh, the killer's dead! Like yeah. they've been shot." So then they go out to they're celebrating even more, and then the two boys, Roy, Johnny and Roy, they go like to this like 
on a like junkyard or yeah. whatever. And then they're gonna they're gonna try to experiment. Yeah. And it was just really awkward. Awkward. It was so cringy. Yeah. They were like, "What do we do? Like, do you know what to I do?" And he was like, "He was like, I thought you knew what to do." He's like, "Well, I just thought maybe you know, you, like, and he motions down to his crotch, and he's like, what? And he was like, like, suck it." <laughs> And I'm like, oh my he god! Goes, and then I'll do it to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And then, and then they, they get actually like, don't get anywhere though. Yeah, they don't get anywhere. They just they see the sack head, the phantom yeah. guy, and then, um, next thing you know, they're not long for this world after that. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then next thing you know, they uh, the boy, one of the boys gets shot by a gun mm-hmm. with a silencer on it, mm-hmm. and then the other boy's like tied up looking down at the guy at his guy friend or whatever that just got shot yeah and then the killer's behind him and he has his trump his trombone yeah with a knife like at the end that like goes out but yeah so they end up dying and then deputy tillman who's like the main guy that's like investigating the thing um he takes this rando girl home and they're just they're just sitting. They're also not long for this world. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting in the chair, and then all of a sudden, you just hear or you just see this bullet like go through his eye. Yeah, and glass breaking. Yeah, and glass breaking. And then the lady's like, <gasps> and then like runs out in her underwear and like runs into this like field, and she's on her knees, and you and crawling through it. So they do like an overhead shot, so you can yeah. see where she is. And the killer's like trying to find her, yeah, and like whatever. And then she comes across a scarecrow, yeah, and just s- a scarecrow. And she looks up and screams. And the killer's like, <gasps> "Found you, <ya. laughs> found you!" And then goes and gets and bang, bang. And I'm like, "Bruh, you deserve to die." I'm sorry. That was that was dumb girl movie, d- dumb horror girl movie shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> like have, has she never seen a movie where they're like? <laughs> like covers her mouth yeah. and like <laughs> like jesus christ like calm down calm your fucking tits bro like <laughs> just imagine us in like that situation <laughs> we'd be like <laughs> we'd be like no. sitting in a closet like <laughs> <laughs> we're just breathing so hard from running <laughs> from running <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a snorkel. (laughs) (laughs) So like fucking Darth Vader. Yeah. (laughs) They find us immediately. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) We gotta get in shape so that we can run away from killers. (laughs) Oh my god. But yeah, so she dies. (laughs) Then he like hangs her up like a scarecrow. And then it's just this, like, weird transition. Yeah. Which, like, so then the the couple that's on that farm that has the scarecrow, they just, like, walk out, and they're just, like, standing there. They just stare at it. And then it, like, transitions into, like, another scene, and then I'm, like... Like, you didn't, like, call the police. Right. You didn't, like, freaking out. Yeah, like, you just were, like, oh, it's some girl strung up on the the scarecrow scarecrow. That's weird. That's bleeding, you know? (laughs) Anyway, back to Jamie and Nick. So they've discovered that... (laughs) Charles B. Pierce has a son, which is Charles B. Pierce was the person that directed the original movie right. from the from the seventies, and so they're like, "Oh, okay." So they go to visit the son. They find out from the son about a sixth victim, mm-hmm. um, by he, his name was Hank McCready, mm-hmm. and basically he's his he's never mentioned in the story at all. Like mm-hmm. he's just forgotten. 
And I guess McCready has a grandson that's still alive. So they're like, hmm. Okay. Suspect. Yeah. So they find all this information out. They Jamie goes home. Her grandma, Jamie lives with her grandma because her parents are dead. Jamie had applied for this college in California mm-hmm. and she got accepted and she's gotten multiple acceptance note letters and her grandma finally finds one and her grandma's like, why aren't you going? Like, we're going. Yeah. Like, this is your opportunity. So she basically like, they're all of a sudden like packed up everything and they're going to leave. So at this point, Jamie and Nick have like blossomed into a full romance and she's telling Nick that she's going to leave. And then so he ends up staying the night. They do the devil's tango. <laughs> And and he's all happy, and then he leaves. Meanwhile, there is a cop all the time, like stand, like sitting outside in mm-hmm. the car. So he leaves, and he takes like this weird way home. He's walking, and then all of a sudden, it, like does like this weird flash, and then you see the murderer, the the phantom killer, come up, and you just see him like swing something, yeah. and like you just assume that Nick's dead. But then I was like, Catherine, because we we thought it could have been Nick, right? We did, we're, and we're then so we were, I was like, we never saw his body, like could be him. <laughs> but I mean, like that's what the movie wants you to think, right? Because obviously it could be really anyone. Like they want you to think it's this person and this person. Then all of a sudden, that cop car that is always supposed to be stationed there pulls up randomly, like mm-hmm. after we supposedly see Nick die. Mm-hmm. And Jamie's, like, telling this guy who... The guy sitting in the car is Deputy Foster. And, again, didn't know who this... This is when I realized... Like, this is when I was like, oh, okay, Deputy Foster. I don't know who the fuck that is, but he's the guy in the (laughs) front of her house. Right. (laughs) So then they're getting ready to leave to... I don't know why they're leaving in the fucking middle of the night to go to California. Like, I don't... So they stop at this gas station. Jamie goes inside. (laughs) This is the part Catherine hates. But so she goes inside, she buys things for the road, and she hears like a gunshot. She goes running outside, and the the other person that was getting gas with them, he's on the ground b- dead. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, Grandma! Like, ah! And then she's like, she runs to the car, and her grandma is like, her, her grandma's still alive, but she's bleeding from her jugular, so grandma's dying. And Catherine was like, oh, Grandma! Because that's like her only family, so it is sad. And then there's, like, this building across the way, and you just see Sackhead with, like, a sniper. Uh-huh. And then so he's, like, sniping right. these people. The gas station guy comes out. He gets sniped and killed. And she, like, runs behind the car. And she's, like, it's, like, a showdown at this point. So mm-hmm. she basically it's just the final end of the movie. They're running. They run into this field. She gets, as they're in the field, there's a, she stops because then she sees the phantom killer in front of her. Mm-hmm. When the phantom killer was behind her. Yeah, chasing her. So then I'm like, wait. I was like, wait, are there two? And then what do you know? There's two of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, big spoiler. Big <laughs> fucking spoiler right now. If you have any interest in seeing this god awful movie, stop listening now. Just no wait. No, don't stop listening. <laughs> stop wait before you leave. Fast Just forward. Fast like, forward like, like two minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes. So we see the two killers. We're like, who the fuck are these people? She's getting a call from Corey now. Mm-hmm. And then it hit me. And I was like, oh, my God, Catherine, what if Corey's not dead? First killer is Deputy Foster, mm-hmm. who just so happens to be the grandson of uh, Hank McCready, uh-huh. the victim that was forgotten. And then the other mass killer is Corey, the yes. boyfriend from the beginning. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> She's like, why? Why? You know, whatever. And... The deputy is basically saying it was so that 
they would remember mm-hmm. his grandfather and shit. And then Corey, I don't even understand his reason. It was just so that he could be remembered for something. Right. And then Corey's like, I did all this. Da, 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 da. I was like, it was all me. And then all of a sudden, bang, he gets shot by the deputy guy. And I was like, oh, he's dead now. Like, for real. For real. For realsies this time. <laughs> and then Jamie's on the floor. And then this is when the deputy guy's like putting her on her stomach. And me and Catherine are like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, he's going to. We thought he was going <clears> to <throat> grape her. Yeah. There's just like this pistol in front of her. Yeah. And she grabs it and shoots him. And then that's she lives. <laughs> she lives. She goes off to college. She's doing like this narration thing. And then she's walking off and you just see this shadow of like a f- figure that looks like they have a sack on their head following her and it's like <laughs> the end. So, and then they did like a whole narration that the body was never found of the deputy guy. So, so is it the end? Die? Did he die? Did he not die? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really care. I wouldn't mind watching a third one. <laughs> no, I wouldn't mind watching the original one. Yeah, that one seems that like it'd be better. Good. Yeah, I get the tr- the trombone thing is in the first one. Oh, so I'm like, where that? They literally took that from the first one, like a remake or whatever. But I'm like. Just a little bit, so like I said, mixed reviews. Yeah, it got bad character development, and it was unoriginal. Yeah, clearly, it was not bad. It was trying to be a remake, but then not really, and then like it just turned into something weird. Yeah. Um. But lastly, one of my favorite things that someone said about this movie was that it was a southern fried scream, (laughs) and I was like, um, what do you rate the movie? Two, two out of ten. Out of five. I don't remember what we do. Ten. I'd also give it a two. I hated this movie. Yes, this movie was straight trash. Yes. I'd give it a negative, actually, if I could. A negative? Okay. <laughs> half star. A ha- yeah, half a star. Like, I don't know. I, I thought it was I thought it was worse than Dark Crime. But, like, this one was... It wasn't oh, the was filming was, was so... Was okay, it was, like, filmed... Like, it was almost like someone filmed it. Oh my god, the GoPro. <gasps> so there was a scene where like the the two boys, Roy and Johnny, they're in their car, you know, in the like trying to make a getaway. Yeah. And the filming was like it was like someone put a GoPro like on the top of their hood yeah. and all you could you could literally see all the back of the car yeah. and like they were just barely in the front. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is so bad." <laughs> and like they had too many Dutch tilts, too many. And like I, you know me and Dutch tilts. Like, if you have a good Dutch tilt, that's fine. If you don't, don't try to fucking tell me I should be scared. Right. I should be scared. Mm-hmm. Like, you should make me scared. I don't just be uncomfortable. Yeah, you don't have to force it. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys know what that means. If you don't, it's just when the screen is like tilted slightly. Yeah. It's and like... they make it. They do it so that it can make you feel uneasy, mm-hmm. and that something bad is coming. So during a movie, you'll see it now that you know what it is. Once I learned what Dutch tilts were, I was like, oh, okay. That was uh, the Texarkana murders versus the town that dreaded sundown. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I love how our our, our shows, our episodes always start like, and then we're just like, like, (laughs) (laughs) if it's that bad, like, (laughs) we're just kind of like, I have nothing else to say about this. So, spooky babes, we have um something we want to talk to you about. 
We're breaking up. I'm just kidding. No. This is the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Haley, you can never come over again. Oh, I would cry. I made a poll this week asking if you wanted us to replace our True Crime versus Hollywood, which would be these episodes with Campfire Stories. Mm-hmm. Um, the last two Campfire Stories that we've done have been kind of a crowd pleasers. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> we love to hear spooky stories and, and, you know, I love making the Campfire Stories because it's it's a little different than what we do. So oh, if you guys are interested, we might be changing our True Crime versus Hollywood to a campfire stories once a month mm-hmm. for y'all mm-hmm. for the spooky babes yes because that seems to what tickles your fancy yes and so if for some reason you are an og and you really really miss true crime versus hollywood <laughs> maybe we'll bring it back one time but <laughs> i think we're gonna move to campfire stories so it'll be true crime horror spooky campfire yes what's uh next week is uh true crime next week is true crime with me and then christmas week is is hot horror christmas (laughs) week is horror um oh boy (laughs) and i get to release or we get to release a horror movie on christmas (laughs) oh boy ho 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 boy um and then we'll ring in the new year with a spooky which is spooky week if you guys have any uh, campfire stories that you want to tell all the spooky babes, then we um, all of our DMs are open on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And maybe we will open up a little email if people start sending them in. And um, spooky babes, I think this is it. As, as you lay your little head down on your pillow tonight, um, don't bother watching the movie. Sin wisely. And we will see you on on Lover's Lane. (laughs) Just kidding. In your nightmares.